0: omd are you down for this one meal a day challenge well let's learn more about it here on super soul sit down you're tuned into black hollywood live the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture tune in right now Hey. Hey. hey what's going on happy monday folks Monday again, Monday again,
1: Monday again,
0: it comes and it goes and then it comes again every
1: every (laughs) week. But thankfully, we are here again to talk about something that we haven't talked about yet. And it's a little uncomfortable because we have to confront some things that you and I, we both do eat meat. So this is the (laughs) ultimate test for us to really talk about some facts that I never knew of.
0: I know. So let's talk about it and jump right in. So what's going on, guys? Welcome to Super Soul Sit Down, the after show for Super Soul Conversation, a podcast by Oprah. And today we got to listen to Susie Cameron, who's James Cameron's James Cameron's wife, talk about basically their passion and purpose project. So we'll dive into all the details. But for now, I'm your meat-loving host. <laughs> Jamie Alexander, and to my left, is the brilliant Haley J. What's up, guys? <laughs> Haley J
1: here. You see, I hesitated. I was, like, was going to oh, say, am I gonna where is she somebody? going with this? That's the thing. I mean, if we're being real, it does almost seem like it's offensive these days to say you eat me, And I, I don't want to feel guilty about that, but no. you also... There's some hard facts that we're hit with in this episode. There's some hard facts.
0: So we're here to talk about all those facts. And we want to make sure you guys stick around to the end for our special segment, Own Your Soul. And we've got some great news and gossip also. So, yes, what did you think about this podcast and the teaching as a whole? I know you were saying there was a lot that you didn't know fact-wise
1: when it comes to choosing to not eat meat or being vegan or only eating fish a lot of the people I spoke to is always and with all due respect it was always about the animals and I I want to you know respect the animals I don't like the way they're treated but as far as the carbon copy and and your footprint and you know the equivalent of eating one meal a day and how that could save the trip from New York to California, those things blew my mind. I had no idea that our environment was so affected. Yeah,
0: and you kind of think about it. So, you guys, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about or just catching up, um, an environmental act advocate, mother, and former actor, Susie Cameron is an executive director and founder of a plant power task force focused on showing the impact of animal agriculture on climate change. And the environment founded with her husband, James Cameron and Craig McCall. But she's an author of the book, OMD. And don't worry, we're not talking about telling you to eat only one meal a day. (laughs) But this is based off how much the world and environment and everything could change if we changed one of the meals that we ate during the day to a plant-based meal. And I, I, I had to say this was a lot of interesting information. I have watched things like what is it, what the cow, and all this, what the heck, mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever. Scared of, and
1: I know that's no way to be to basically think like, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance but or, yeah. I, I have to be honest. Sometimes I feel like it's it's almost like nothing is safe to eat. And I, know. I I wish I could say that I choose everything organic all the time, but the truth is I don't. And sometimes I do go with the cheaper option and. The arguments are strong where they say spend money now and less money in the hospital later. I get that. But sometimes (laughs) it is difficult because we just I feel like we hear things all the time that contradict what we learned. You know, eggs are bad today. Coffee is good tomorrow. And it changes. So I think it it can also be very stressful and seem overwhelming when you want to change overnight. And when you listen to Susie and her husband, they watched a documentary and then they threw out everything in their house to me. I don't think I could do that. I don't know if I was in a different I'm place have financially. To eat what I bought. Exactly. Yeah, I'm That's have to the, eat the thing food and that I
0: bought.
1: and um. when it, when it comes to one meal a day, I do believe I could do the no meat one meal a day no problem. When we were discussing this earlier, the vegan part is what's hard cuz say I can replace maybe a some turkey for a veggie patty. There's a lot of really great options. Shout Mm -hmm. out Trader Joe's. There's so many really good affordable options that don't have meat these days. But then I'm like, oops, I put cheese on that. Or, oops, this yogurt, or this dressing has a yogurt base. So for me, that's a little difficult, but I also think that you can make small baby steps, and I don't think it's, when it comes to this, I don't think any act is too little. If you can make changes here and there, I think that's helping. So I want to just say it can be overwhelming to hear all these things at once. We're not all like Susie and her husband that are so quick to change. But I think if you just look at certain areas in your life where, where could I implement change? Because some of these facts are crazy. I won't bore everyone with all this. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) If you go to the podcast around minute 12 is where they have um, a lot of the facts. But basically um, they were saying, where am I at here? They're saying that um, the effects are climate change deforestation, melting glaciers. Um, When it comes to animal agriculture, it's the second leading cause of greenhouse gases and climate change. And then methane just coming from respiration, which this is a little bit funny in the podcast, but she's like, like, farts are funny. (laughs) But it saves 200,000 gallons of water and the carbon, this was crazy, the carbon equivalent of driving from LA to New York if one person eats one vegan meal a day. That's crazy. That, to me, is where I felt a responsibility because when I realized that just changing one meal, we have that much power, Yeah. at least if you can't go full vegan, at least, like I was saying before, try and maybe make a few cutbacks here and there. And if not, a meal a day, start with a meal a week. Just try, basically, and and maybe realize it's not as difficult as you thought it would be.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I appreciated about this is it's not asking too much. For me to make such a small... Because some people who are harsh, like... Stop and, you know, completely changing the diet, everything. I, for me, that's a little bit too much to ask. I mean, I'd love to be that great, but I'm not. I don't have that kind of discipline at the moment. However, um, I can definitely take one meal, like you said, even a, a week, but I can do it daily to not include meats in my diet. Um, there were so many facets that I appreciated about this podcast that even went beyond some of the statistics, which made me think. You brought up how... Some of the stuff that we've been taught has now changed. And I remember growing up, I'm an 80s baby, and it was all about milk. I was just going to say, all of those
1: ads with the milk mustache. In.
0: Yes. I mean, yep. you've got celebrities. And, and it's so funny, too, because I know a lot of these celebrities and people in office, like presidential office and stuff like that, their fridge doesn't look like ours. So a lot of the stuff that they pump out and let us watch and consume... Their kids aren't eating. <laughs>
1: right. I'm pretty sure Same though, with that. Same with so many products we see yeah. that
0: celebrities endorse. Right. That we're, you know, selling, mm-hmm. pushing. So it's something that I think about. But what was really amazing and stood out the most to me um, was that I feel like together they found their purpose. It's one thing to be successful. You guys know James Cameron. He's an amazing director, producer. He does all these things, these huge films that bring in millions. But didn't believe in the world. word hope. Hope is not a strategy right? was his shirt, which I kinda feel him on that, but it wasn't until he opened himself up to the greater good of people and humanity to where he could believe in something like hope. What I picked what did up you on that about as that? well. Yeah. Well him
1: saying hope is not a strategy. I'm with you where I do believe we can't sit around and want things to happen. We can't just hope that everything is going to go away. We have to do the work. We have to yeah. put ourselves in positions to make things happen for ourselves. However, I do think hope is also a really beautiful thing in yes. moments of despair. I think seeing people come together, I think seeing that belief in someone is a precious moment to witness when you can just truly see it inside of someone. Yeah. So I go a little against that theory, but um, he comes around to say that he felt hope for the first time so good. in his life when he said that the more people we can inspire to eat plant-based, the more we can move the needle to climate change.
0: And that's why we're here on this planet. If you, to find something that wakes you up in the morning or makes you so hyped that you're redefining some of your old thoughts and habits and things like that for the greater good of people you don't even know, and you're hoping to create something that picks up, like creating a love culture, I just think that's so powerful and I hope that everybody in their lifetime gets the opportunity to be that excited about something and move the needle forward.
1: Well, I'm I'm still, I almost feel like I've been in the dark this whole time where I did not know consumption of meat had so much more to do with the environment. And I almost feel, I don't want to call myself stupid, but I feel a little dumb to not have known this at all. Well, we, but I don't think most people actually know the stats like this.
0: I would always wonder too, as a kid, even if I didn't know certain things, it's like, once something becomes a business, it makes me nervous. And food is a business. So I just be thinking, how is it they got fresh meat in these stores every day? And I'm in, I'm one woman in one city. This is one grocery store, right? Mm. There's thousands of grocery stores in like a small mile radius that are all receiving products. So it's like, where are all these animals coming from? It's like, yeah, we're genetically modifying everything because it's just impossible to be raising a bunch of animals, hurry up, stuff them with food, make them great, and send them on out the door to be slaughtered to eat. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. No,
1: you're so right, though, and I honestly <laughs> get really scared and beyond, really I know, scary. this podcast is, we should stay focused <laughs> on the food, but just our products of everyday life, our makeup, our deodorant, our hair products. No, it's, but it's true. It's, it's like very pouring relevant. like we're toxins on ourselves, but yeah. it's hard not to get overwhelmed, like I was saying. it's mm. And then that causes stress, which we also yes. know, which I'm <laughs> always trying to deal with is that is one of the biggest causes of disease so it's like well we're sitting here trying to reverse all these things that are thrown in our face since we were little kids of processed food not really knowing how bad it was finally learning how bad it is but then trying to reverse the process and then sometimes it's difficult too because say we find a product that is a vegan product or you know doesn't have isn't doesn't have meat it's fake meat but then what about the processing of that what if that is what if that has a bunch of soy and maybe soy is not the best for you. So it's yeah, just I like heard that too, actually what my dad always said, the healthy thing are Swiss cheese holes because it's oh, literally yes, like so nothing. Cute. Well, it's like nothing, you know oh, what I yeah, mean? No. Like <laughs> there's nothing that's, that's safe anymore. So that's for funny. me personally. I just try and find a balance where I yeah. know I'm doing myself no good to be overwhelmed, but I just take it step by step. What changes can I make? I try to find areas where am I being a little stubborn? Don't want to do this. Can I make a change? Yes, I know there like even I have turkey all the time in my salads, and I I put this to the test. I went to Trader Joe's and I got those tofu but I, okay. I want to look into that more because I don't know if those I don't know are... what's
0: really in there either. Is exactly. that something that's going to get stopped up in my intestines because right. it's and like plastic or something? E-
1: exactly, and that's my <laughs> I'm fear. So, so I'm going to experiment more. But I was pleasantly surprised that I couldn't even tell the difference. I mixed it in oh. with my salad, so I'm like, okay, this is this is something I could do. Maybe you know. I, they do have a lot of good brands that are yeah. cheese-friendly to not have dairy and things like that. So it's going to be a work in process, but I'm happy to know that I'm open to the information now. And I do want to make a correction. I said minute 12 with the stats, but I actually meant minute 18 when Susie and her husband have a school. Or I'm sorry, Susie and her sister. She founded it with her sister, Rebecca, actually in California called the Muse School. And it's the first K-12 school in the country to be 100% solar-powered, zero-waste, It has a 100% organic plant-based lunch program. They recycle, they reduce, they compost, they reserve water, natural light, solar panels. And like I said, again, Minute 18 really breaks it down for all the statistics. But it's just they really teach these kids at a young age of how important it is to protect our environment. And just I think education is huge because, like I said, I had no idea. And what do you think about her saying in the beginning that we need to start our kids out young by Sneaking in the veggies, the cauliflower crust, and, and just kind of putting it in there at an early age. It's it's almost like, you know, when you have PE and they were like, do laps, and you associated running as punishment? Right. I feel like growing up, it's like, you got to eat your veggies before dessert. So at a young age, I learned, okay, these are the gross foods. And, you know, maybe my taste buds, I didn't like it as much as I were to like pasta or something else. But I think having that engraved at a young age, telling you it's something you shouldn't like, you stop liking it. So if we can sneak it in and don't even let the child form that mentality, does that make sense? It does. And I really
0: appreciated that part because the funniest thing is before listening to this podcast, I was listening to the Four Agreements and it talks about the opening um, chapter is all about the programming that we get as kids to function in society in a way that kind of fits in the book of law, so to speak, whether that you know be the bible or anything like that so it was just a trip because i was like yeah you know we learn all these things i didn't really get a chance to be myself because we have to live in these lanes but then i listened to this and i'm, I'm like so well, this is not a bad <laughs> yeah it's really it's really a thing like you know you get punished if you do something bad you get praised if you do something good so you're constantly trying to avoid the bad but get the recognition for the good like it's this thing that we put ourselves in um mm. So I struggle with that a little bit because I remember just wanting to be a free kid and not understand why I was always being told what to do.
1: I hope this happens, but at the same time, I don't want this to happen. But do you ever think generations from saying that we don't destroy the planet first, generations, 100 years from now, do you think they're going to look back and say, what the hell were they doing? Oh, absolutely. We're <laughs> I crazy. Kind of feel like, why yeah. were they eating fake food and why were they putting, like, chemicals and poison On their face, but it's like, am I going to... It's like I have probably hundreds of dollars of things that are terrible for me. Am I just going to throw everything out and start buying super expensive products? I don't think so. Realistically, i don't know. do not right now. I
0: think about that sometimes because I love, first of all, how the setting of this was Oprah's Garden in Maui. Mm. Like, can I get a garden in Maui, though? Like, right. I would just be barefoot and sunshine. And I wouldn't even need products because it's like, where like, am I going? What am in I a doing? setting like that, I can find all stress, would just go yeah, away. I can moisturize with olive oil or yeah. whatever. I'll figure something out. But <laughs> Avocados. <laughs> yeah, something, right? But, yeah, since we do live in a world where we kind of learn from you know, the generation before us, because that's a sidebar, right? Uh, my dad's family is from North Carolina and I'm already thinking like, I woke up today with a plan. I'm like, for the next month, I'm eating clean. I'm working out. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but I'm going to go to my grandma's house and the way they eat. And when we bring our little Californian avocado toast, eaten cauliflower chicken type, you know, vibes over there, they'd be like, girl, you need to just eat. But I'm oh like, God. I kind of wasn't raised like that. We're family, but no, I I need my veggies. You
1: speak on something really important, especially (laughs) being in L.A. I think a lot of times vegan, eat clean, becomes a fad. fad. And I think that's where the stigma is because you're like, oh, we were talking about this before with like yoga and meditation. It kind of becomes this like L.A. life. And you kind of get... S-H-I-T for it yeah. and it's because it seems like you're just doing what everyone else does but that's what I actually wrote when a fad becomes factual because you cannot d- deny the science behind it and you know? Oprah actually calls it grasp graspable saying it's a fun exercise and I don't know if I'd call this fun Oprah I hate to disagree <laughs> with you but a fun exercise for yourself to try one plant based meal a day and I think I do think she hit it on the nail on the head saying it is graspable because yeah. I didn't I never, I love animals, but at the same time, I'm like, I've been eating meat my whole life. My A lot of my sister, well, I don't have that many sisters, but <laughs> um, one of four, two sisters have, re, one sister only eats fish. The other sister hasn't had meat in about three, four months. I still do eat meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like a lot of veggie patties, and sometimes I'll just buy them because I like them not really being cautious of this meal has meat or not. Right. And sometimes I'll look back and realize, oh, I didn't have any meat in that meal. So I know I can do it, but... Yeah. I, don't, I would be lying if I said I thought it was completely easy. I think it's something that takes work, but I, I almost think that that can be enough for someone who's sitting there thinking there's no way I could ever have one meal a day. Like I said before, maybe just start with like one meal every two weeks, just in the smallest way, or you and could I think do, it becomes can, easier.
0: Yeah, you could do one a week. Come on now. If you yeah. took it, you could do one a week. But you could also do and one And just a day. like try
1: other foods and realize so that a fun lot of to stuff. Explore. Like, um, what is it? Jackfruit. There's Love no jackfruit. If my eyes were closed, there's no way I could tell that wasn't nope. meat. They have a really good veggie patties and things like that. so... And somebody who's yeah, excited about ribs is listening to you like, I ain't about to eat no jackfruit. Mm-hmm. That and I also meat. get that too. Like you're saying, <laughs> yeah. if your family has been this way forever, especially like it's someone say they're, you know, in their 60s and you're saying you should start to eat meat they'd be like no like at this <laughs> yeah. point why do you know what I mean so yeah. I see also why someone would be stuck in their ways and not want to change but seeing the facts and seeing how much it can affect the world we live in today is you know? what motivates me because it's it's becomes more than just us at that point and it makes sense
0: to me because the way plants grow I just think of God um, and how he makes no mistakes and how natural nature is and of course if I'm eating plants that kind of have the same process as my body Then it's just got to work somehow together like in my brain without knowing the scientific words that makes sense. Um, One of the parts that I really loved about this was how they talk about the kids and how she said oh, you know, my kids don't eat anything green or they only like pizza and ice cream. And it's like, well, is that what you're feeding feeding them? them? Mm -hmm. Because that healthy peer pressure helps. If everyone around you was like, "Mm, broccoli, like, yes, girl, did you eat your broccoli? Like, and it's a thing you do, just out of inclusion in the way we are as humans, want to be a part of that culture. And I think that's a really good thing.
1: That also brought me to think on a much deeper level of what are we feeding our souls? Like, we always talk about what we're choosing to take in and, When I find myself being stressed out or worked up, I say, well, what am I feeding my brain right now? Am I glued to my phone? Am I stressed out about this email? Am I stressed out about this text? Okay, put your phone away. It's it's like, what are we choosing, whether we want to believe it or not? What are we choosing to put right in front of our faces that are causing the issues that we maybe don't want to admit that we're doing to ourselves? Because it's normal, right? Because it's what we've been grown up to believe is Get motivated, do your work, but we're all stressing ourselves to death, honestly. That I'm just trying to figure out the balance. That's why I think like
0: turning down as much as possible. Because even, yeah, tuning out the noise, sometimes I feel like we know what we need and we're. Mm Not really allowed to follow that in the sense that there's so much that we're getting. If it's not from the phone, it's a podcast. If it's not the podcast, it's TV. If it's not that, it's a billboard. I mean, we're bombarded with ideas about how we should be. But deep down, I think we know, you know, even if we hear little things.
1: Yeah. Silencing the noise. Yeah. Sometimes if I. Am just, you know, cooking in the kitchen, I would always have the TV or a podcast, but I've been challenging myself to just not have any sound. And mm. it almost feels foreign to be like, mm. I have nothing to listen to. It's just me here. But it's nice. I'm kind of reteaching myself how to just be OK in silence. And
0: But you relax, know what I bit. would do? It, well, if I were because I try to practice the same thing as when I'm in silence is like. Really look at what you're doing. If you're putting together a salad, like just be conscious of when you're rinsing off the greens and how the water rolls off the leaves and, you know, getting that clean and what you want to add to it. Then I feel like different parts of you start to talk to yourself, like, oh, let me add red peppers to this. This might be good. Or, you know, just Mm -hmm. something very immersed in whatever it is that you're doing in silence. Because it does, it kind of produces more chatter again. You're kind of talking to yourself, but at least it feels a little bit more present to what you're doing right in front of you.
1: Yeah, I'm. that's definitely something I want to work on. And my friend calls and gets, no pun intended with this podcast, but the meat <laughs> of the moment yes. where, let's stop. <laughs> I even had to check in with my, we're going a little off topic, but that's I had to check in good. with myself today where I was sitting here, I was doing both things where I was stressing about something that happened in the past and also stressing about something coming up in the future. And I Oof. realized... Is there any good in stressing about the past? The answer was no. Is there any good stressing about something that hasn't happened? The answer is no. So I was like, let's come back to where I am right now. I but love that. It wasn't so easy. Proud. It was kind of like a weird, rough day for some reason. But yeah, we have those days. And I think like, let's talk about the fact that they happen. And yeah, same with if you're trying to incorporate her Susie's plan of one vegan meal a day. If you mess up, let that go and just continue to try and do something else. It doesn't have to be as intimidating as maybe her and her husband's approach. Because it does—it sounds scary to hear all these things, but I think we can try. Yeah,
0: I think we can absolutely try. And, you know, so a couple of things. I'm a really adamant person um, about fasting. So I Mm -hmm. fast at least one to three days monthly, or at least every month and a half, to give my intestines a break from digesting food, just your body a moment from processing. And kind of it just reminded me when you said you know, okay, I'm worrying about something in the future and then something in the past, is either of that going to serve me? Like, no, but I feel like we could make, when I'm fasting, it's because my willpower is strong and I made the choice to do that. I also see how much I allow myself to stress over food. Like, girl, you said you're fasting, so you don't need to sit up here and talk to your brain a million times about how hungry you are. Go get a juice. Like, drink your water like go through the process because it's really hard
1: for me but now i'm thinking i should try yeah it's great it's gonna be challenging at first
0: just like anything like you're not gonna hop in the gym and be able to do 10 pull-ups in a row but if it's your goal you'll keep at it and you'll get there so sometimes we do need i feel like we need to be a little tough on ourselves and not allow our feelings and that voice in our head to baby us out of whatever we're doing like you did a good job like "Mm, is that serving me no is that serving me no so we're done
1: it, I do feel like you know I, know what I mean, but you I wish control. I could say that it was done that fast. I had to do that self-talk a couple times. Yeah, but I th- I think that was progress. Where I, I don't think I would think have so. even asked myself those questions in the yeah. past. Like, is this serving me any purpose right now?
0: Yeah. So I think about that like when I'm fasting or have to do anything when it comes to diet. It's like, okay, no. Like the chocolate chip cookies smell great, but that's not what we're doing. Not right now, right? Cool. We're not
1: doing the cookies that's right not now, what we're
0: Jamie. doing right now, Jamie. <laughs> I know. And if you can't stand the smell, go in another room because they smell so good. I'm I say, know. That
1: would be the worst thing for yes. someone to do when you're you know? fasting. <laughs> like, what?
0: That's torture. Right. So I do think we have a level, again, of responsibility where we can do it, even if it's challenging. And like you said, if you fall off and things change, that's fine. But we're so much more capable of doing these things than we give ourselves credit for, and I'm, I
1: think. I'm a little jealous of the kids in Susie's Muse School because, Isn't that amazing. you know, I feel like we're both very lucky to have so much information at our fingertips these days, Mm. but I would have loved to start when I was seven. That would have been really easy or much easier, I would think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if that's your normal, I I just feel like now we are reversing so many things that we've been taught and, you know, our parents didn't know any better and I can't blame my parents for thinking, you know, drink your milk and all these things, (laughs) but because that was what they knew at the time. But it's almost like information overload where we're so lucky to have all of these resources, but... Yeah, it's overwhelming sometimes, and it almost feels like every documentary tells you something different. I know,
0: and it's that's it's like, what
1: do I believe? And that's why I kind of just want to get back to the whole like, let's just not be on as much medication as possible, and let's just try and do things in a natural way. Yeah, because I don't know, everything scares me nowadays. I it's know. Like, I just don't know what to trust. I know. I think it's
0: a totality of things. I sh- sometimes I overthink about it. Sometimes I don't. But I'm like, if I can stay at the doctor, just stay active, drink my water, have fruits and vegetables, you know. I'm not mad at myself for having the ice cream or the yogurt or, That's you know. That's the thing, too.
1: I believe balance and absolutely also living your life is yes. extremely important because, yeah. like, take opportunities and enjoy life and don't overthink the cookie, you know, like, have fun, but...
0: That sounds like a book. Don't overthink the cookie. Don't overthink
1: the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because on one end, if you're so perfect and you eat right all the time, but, you know, you're not ever going out to get a drink with your friends because alcohol is poison. It's kind of like, well, am I now feeling deprived because I'm not having fun with my friends tonight because I'm so worried about this, which is now causing stress. (laughs) It's like, I really think everyone's different. So it's just, I think it's having a face-to-face conversation with yourself in the mirror, maybe being like, all right, what could I actually do to be better? Because I do believe we can all be better. Yeah, But what's my balance look like? And our balance could be different. And that's okay.
0: I love this whole plant based thing. I think that'll be easy for me to do, only because Trader Joe's exists in my life, Tra- so it's going to make really the plant though, based and it's, it's helpful, so easy. But one thing I've been challenged with, because you know, again, um, my Wayne Dyer, he cut out sugar, and we're eating like, like fruit too. Yeah, like you got to slow sugar? down on some of it because we consume much more sugar. Mm-hmm. I think. it... Don't quote me on the thing, the numbers, but I think like. Back in the day, it was only five grams that we were getting. Now we're up to, like, 120 Whoa. a day. Something Wait, like that. Wait, I would that. believe
1: more than 120, especially when you look yeah. at, like, a can of soda or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so
0: the numbers, all I'm saying is, like, they're far apart. I don't know what the numbers are. Maybe it's, like, 100 they're to 600 grams or different. something. But, yeah, and I just think, like, dang, who, who could I be and what could I accomplish and how would my thought process and agility be if I could remove sugar? And then now we have this where I could replace a plant – Based diet for one meal I am interested yeah. in like being extremely clear because Susie shared that like I have so much clarity you know energy be, and energy because of the way she changed her diet so that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in
1: yeah yeah I, I kind of wish that I just had access to all of these top doctors because oh, if I, I could know. just sit down with them for a second I, a I feel chef. like they would have the answer so quick and I'm I'm just trying to get all the information I can to figure it out and it's hard because some days are different than others where yeah. sometimes you feel great and you eat all the same things. And other times you feel terrible and you're yeah. like, why? What is it today? Crazy. And it could be all things. But yeah, I really, for me, I think it starts with stress. And I just think it starts with doing what you can. And if you have to have a slower process than maybe Susie and her husband, then that's okay.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Another great thing about this podcast was all the wonderful questions that Oprah asked Susie at the end. So one of them that stood out to me um, that I was going to ask you is, so what has been your greatest awakening?
1: My greatest awakening? Um, I think it ties in with the biggest lesson I've learned is just the the (laughs) body-mind connection and how much the two really interact with each other. And I just think that, I realized it's it's funny that I'm learning all these things right around the time where, you know, I, I might want to deny some things are bad for me. But I don't know if it's just getting older, but my body tells me now when things aren't OK and mm. um, the stress really affected me. So yeah. it was kind of like if my mind wasn't going to slow itself down, my body was going to force it to. Got
0: it. So in
1: a way, I know it's a blessing. Um, I'm still trying to figure some things out, but I, I do think it's gotten a lot better And, um, yeah, I think it's just like you were saying, we know the answers all along. So um, putting my phone down, realizing how much that really caused distress in me, realizing how much I need to plan everything and that, hey, life's not always going to go according to plan. Yeah, that's a good point. I think just eliminating, choosing what I'm taking in and, you know, getting rid of maybe some toxic people in my life and just knowing Mm. that I'm responsible for a lot more than I think I am, what I'm choosing to think about. Yeah, that's really good. I love that. What about you?
0: Um, I would say, yeah, my greatest awakening came when probably something similar when I realized that me being so controlling over everything that happened was not the way. Mm -mm. My favorite thing was like, well, if I don't do it, it ain't going to get done. And I was dead serious. And it's like, actually, you know, I can put forth the effort that I can, but there's such a level of surrender that I'm learning to live at now that I literally need to take a dose of every day. Cause I'm, you know, it's such an ingrained habit to make everything happen.
1: Well, that's what's so. confusing. We've been <laughs> yeah. taught that, yeah. you know, you gotta be the first one to show up, the last one to leave, stand out, especially yeah. in this industry. We want to show people that we are serious we want to work hard, but yeah. it's at what cost sometimes that part, if you're happy and even checking in with yourself questioning why am I still doing some things I'm doing it's because we we lose sight of the purpose I guess and I and that's the craziest thing if I could say tying back to Oprah's questions and what she was asking Susie about her purpose I feel like that's what I'm just searching for I want to make sure I'm living out my purpose and Sometimes I feel like I'm stressing it by without yeah, and the talking will. to myself about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So yeah, I think that was you know the greatest awakening because it put me on a completely different path,
1: which I needed to be
0: on. So I, I feel would say like we just
1: need a few weeks on an island, is honestly. like Oh my god, yes! A, a I'm like working detox, on a yes. a processed food detox. Yep,
0: I need. I know Can personally, we? I need that. Please. I took the time off already. I don't know where I'm going, but I've got to go somewhere. I love that. Yeah. Because it's just time, especially before the New Year starts. Maybe I'll go camping. Yeah. We need to connect with nature. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Connection with nature. Oh, I could
1: not deny that. Having my lunch break outside has made a huge difference
0: yeah and i still
1: do have sounds i still have a podcast on but just something about and i get stares it's really funny how many people so make comments that i'm just sitting outside i have a towel i make a little picnic but yeah. how many people are like are you okay i'm like i'm just, i'm, I'm outside. wonderful yeah, yeah like i'm actually the best i could be right now but it's just i almost think it's a foreign thing we don't really see people doing that as much
0: yeah i don't know i agree though i think connecting with nature especially before the year ends might be vital so try to yeah. get it in girl i'm going to that's what I said. I say that's what we need. Um, so, yeah, this was great. There were so many um, gems in here. I think I extracted everything I wanted to when it comes um, to the lesson. You, we ready for some news and gossip, or
1: was there any points that you had you wanted to share? I think so. I definitely recommend everyone, if you haven't listened to, to really take in all the information because I think, again, we would just bore them with the stats. But mm-hmm. if you hear the conversation, you're like, oh my God, it's. I was shocked. Yeah. But I think it's like, People need to hear these things. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so with the news and gossip, yes. basically, if we can pull up this article, it is Oprah taking – it's RaisedVegan.com. And what we've been discussing, obviously trying to go one meal a day vegan, Oprah is – which I'm really excited to see her doing this because, this like great. I said – I didn't know, and I'm going to take a guess that a lot of people didn't know this information. So Oprah is w- raising the awareness, like Oprah does, with that platform she's got. Yes. And she's asking her, oh, please uh, pause for this number, 42.6 million followers to try the challenge to eat at least one vegan meal a day. and. Oh. Uh, she just spoke about the connection between plant-based diets and the environment, and how just making this small dietary change can make a huge impact. One person, like that's crazy. That's one person can have such an impact. So, you know, I've said this before, obviously, but if you don't think you can start that strong with one meal a day, just do what you can, and even if it's not vegan, try a veggie patty and. Blow your mind like the Impossible <laughs> Burger. Can we talk about how good that is? I've never tried it? one, girl. I would never know. Really? Truly? I don't eat fast I, food. No, the Impossible Burger you can get from like nice restaurants. Oh, you actually, can? okay. I've got to meet the guy that was the first guy to create it oh. at an event, and it was absolutely amazing. Wow! What and is like, it like? Beans and I guess so. I think some of them are different. I know a lot of them do like chickpeas and different things. I'm not exactly okay. sure what the original. I think the recipes changed a little bit, but. Yeah, you especially, like, add a nice sauce and stuff. Like, yeah. you never know. And then
0: put the same lettuce, tomatoes, right. And whatever Right, like, you can really it, can onions. create. Yeah.
1: And I think it's just people taking down the walls a little bit and being yeah. like, oh, I love meat. Like, okay, just try. <laughs> just try. If you hate it, whatever, just say right. that, you know. Because, yeah. like I said, it's beyond us. It's envi- It's This is the world we live in. Yeah. Whether we want to admit it or not, these are facts. It's very true. And then when you were talking about the questions that – Oprah was asking Susie at the end, which I really did love because it took this from, you know, just science to connection and what we live for, especially you and I and these topics that we always get to. But I took it to Twitter and I wanted to ask people what what uh, what did they want at the end of their life and what did they hope that the questions answered could be? And they said, Rochelle Woodbury says, did I do everything I was meant to do? Morgan Albom says, did I make a difference? And then I had a few others. I made a video on my Instagram. Instead of doing a poll, I switched it up on you guys this week. But Salar says, what happens next? We had a couple of these. Muhammad also says he wants to know with certainty what's going to happen after we die, which I can't give you guys that answer. But that is like a very normal question. What does happen after this? And that goes back to your beliefs and things like that. And then Rhea says, was there anything else I could have done? And now I take it to you, Jamie. What What about you?
0: Gosh, you know, uh, I struggled with this because I'm not sure. I do think of like one of Susie's answers were, how do you explain prophetic dreams? And some or, you know, even this gentleman, I think Nick, you said who was like, well, what happens when we die? Sometimes it blows my mind so much. And I know it's so beyond me that I'm like, I don't even ask. I'm not going to get the answer, you know. Um, But I guess it would be if I had to pick something along the lines of that. Like, soul and spirit things are so unexplainable in logic. I can feel it and I understand it because I have dreams and I see things and all this. And I don't know how it gets there, or where it comes from. So it would be nice. Sure, yes, it's God. But how does something with an omnipresence just
1: flavor us with all of this stuff? Yeah,
0: it's just unexplainable. I can't, girl. Yeah. I don't even know if I can answer the question. Which that's
1: also really cool in itself where Yeah. I think... As humans, we just try and figure out everything. We want answers to everything. Yeah. So to still have these, just like the soul feeling and this energy that we really can't put a name to, I think is one of the coolest things, but it's also frustrating because you're yeah, like, I'm like well, you watch these I... documentaries and you're like, what does this mean? Yeah. But I think for me, it would just be finding, did, did I fulfill my purpose?
0: Man, I would only want to know the answer if I actually did it. Cause if I miss something, I'm gonna be on my deathbed upset. Well did I about tell you, you my favorite quote where
1: it's like hell is the definition of um being at the end? okay, I'm f- paraphrasing, but being at the end of it all and being face to face with the person you were meant to be. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't I that can't happen. If it ain't a
0: mirror, then and you wanna show me something else, I'm gonna be really
1: upset. But it is hard. I think <laughs> I think when you think about it big picture, you're like, Yeah, why would I not take all the chances? Why life is short, Seriously. take every risk. But when you're also living in the moment and you got those bills to pay and you like, again, money's the root of all evil. I do think, you know, and I'm sure someone out there is like, you could, if you really wanted to. And I will be honest, I'm sure I could, I could spend a couple more dollars to buy everything organic right now. I don't, I'll do some things here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, but do I go to Whole Foods for everything? No.
0: I mean, and that's what kind of, that's the kind of thing that bothers me, I guess, about the powers that be. It's like, I didn't have any say about how all of this stuff came about, but it's like, we've got these people that we put trust in that steer us in all these directions and I just don't like it and I'm not really comfortable with it. Cause like we said, kind of in the beginning, it's like, oh, milk does a body good. And it's all this milk stuff. It's like, nobody did enough research to figure out the mucus and the bone calcify and all this or stuff that's did, happening. Or they did, going back to yeah, Or said about they a did, business. Or, or a business. Yeah. Or putting corn in everything. We're not supposed to be eating corn like that and they put corn in literally everything. Oh, I didn't so know that one. oh girl, there's a whole thing oh, I'd be wonderful. reading
1: about corn. Maybe you know, yeah, no, there's this whole yeah. thing about
0: corn. So it's just like I get it, but it's so annoying because I don't think I would have chose this outright. This mm-hmm. wouldn't have been my choice. I definitely think God, I don't need to play God. God lives within me, but he gave us enough resources to heal ourselves, to eat, to do everything we're supposed to do. But humans, we got to go up in here and make a business and start shoving steroids and cows and doing all this so they grow quick and fat so we can eat. And it's just just too much. And I just really kind of wish I wasn't a part of this lifestyle at all. Like, I didn't ask for this. I would have preferred those type of people keep their hands out of things and we have the option because now I feel like it's so out of control that like how do we scale back was we're wild right money now and
1: yeah business. and I, I 100% agree I think that's what is so frustrating that we're backtracking now we're trying to uh, go back to the way things naturally were so we frustrating So much clutter to get rid of but it's also like can I sit here and say it's frustrating yeah but am I Do you have to at some point just accept that this is the world we live in, and how can we be better with what we're given? I think that's ultimately what we have to do because you know what I mean. We can sit here and say how mad we are forever, but nothing's going to change. But we can change. Yeah, I mean, in whatever the pie in this guy,
0: you know, kind of vibe. I would, but I just going forward, I would wonder. I want to. It's going to frustrate me only because it's like, okay, what can we do? But at the same time. how can we avoid going so far in another direction again? And of course, and it's it's a man in the mirror type thing. But what I love so much about what they're doing is they are creating a movement to where we have the opportunity to change things because we cannot, you, you got to be fed up at some point to say, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Even if it's just going to change the way you're eating, I'm not going to eat that anymore because of this, or I'm not going to do that because of that. I'm fed up with, you know, going that far, go, pushing those limits or using these resources in that way. And hopefully we can get back on track because we really need it. And
1: um, I think... We can share the information too. Yeah. Just putting the knowledge out there. I think it's helpful. Mm -hmm. And to not shame someone. Like I said, I do eat meat and I enjoy meat. Will I try and make more of an effort to have meatless options and vegan options when I can? Yes. But I also don't want to be felt... I don't want someone to make me feel bad because I want a burger every now and then either. Yeah, of course. That might not be popular opinion, but... So especially living in L.A., sometimes I do feel bad for wanting a steak.
0: <laughs> I love steak. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yes. Nice little medium with some garlic butter sauce and
1: <laughs> Vegans hate us okay, right now. I know. I'm
0: so sorry. No, actually, I'm not thing, sorry. It's I like, love it. It. It's not
1: also going to help anything by shaming others. I think a yeah, lot of people just be pushed in more of a direction to eat meat. So it's just yeah. like make the changes, do what feels right for you, and let's just like respect each other. Let's try that one. Yeah. that goes. So speaking of, yeah. I was going to say, what do you think you can do differently after knowing what we know now?
0: Yeah, well, why don't we dive into that with our special segment with Own Your Soul. Your Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. So this is Own Your Soul, a segment where we... Take the information we learned and figure out how we can uh, implement it in our everyday lives to evolve and make things better for ourselves and the people around us. So I definitely, I'm going to absolutely do one plant-based meal. Um, I'm going to incorporate that. I don't have to have meat all the time. I'm more than happy to do it. Um, I also personally would like to cut back on sugar. So my goal in this is to be the healthiest vessel possible So whatever comes out of me that's supposed to be helpful in this world is coming through a clear conduit. I just want clarity because I feel like the better I can get with those habits and disciplines and what I'm feeding myself will only put me on a path to my purpose in, you know, like maybe a more streamlined, clear kind of way. Yeah. I want to be open to that stuff. So that's what I'm going to do.
1: I like that. And I think... I think I'm overall pretty good with sugar, but what really mm, helped terrible. is to look at <laughs> drinks. I Because I, I eat fruits and things like that, which I know have natural sugar, which I don't, to be honest, feel bad about those types of sugars. Mm-hmm. I know you can always go too far, obviously, but I'm very quick to say no to drinks with sugar. It's just to me, mm-hmm. I'd rather eat the cupcake than have the,
0: you know, soda, soda
1: or like Starbucks Frappuccino. So yeah. if you look at it and maybe just like with the liquids first, I think it becomes easier.
0: Yeah, I'm not know. mad at that at all. I cut out soda. Yeah. I haven't had a soda and got it ginger ale Same. every now and then. I had a
1: bad dream that I accidentally had a soda. I was That's like, such it was a nightmare! <laughs> no. I'd be so mad at this point because I've done like over over a year and almost six months at least. But I don't miss it.
0: Yeah, and then the way they say your taste buds change—if I were to drink a soda now, it would hit my mouth and throat, <laughs> and it'd be just too much. I do
1: like the Zevias, but you know, I just recently started cutting out stevia in my coffee, and oh. I feel better. So now I'm like, mm. well, this is probably killing me too. Mm. So Gosh, well, stay positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: going to be like, it's said, eat the meat, spit out the bones type of thing. Like, take what works for you, yeah. and you know, well,
1: that—that's what I would say is how I'm going to own my soul. Is just. I am not going to put this immense pressure to change Good. overnight. And I still am going to stand strongly with right now I am eating meat. I don't know if I will in a year, but right now I still am. Yeah. But I know I can make change, especially with one meal a day making such an impact. Yeah, I can I can help move the needle a bit, and I will.
0: Yeah, maybe what I'll do is I'll share something in the comments, and you can too if you want. Um, maybe like a couple meals that we come up with that don't have meat. Yeah. So.
1: Easy, simple, tr- yeah, yummy even things. I just decided I'm once I finish this turkey pack, I'm not yeah. buying any more turkey, and I'm switching to the meatless crumbles or tofurkey. And then almond milk is super easy to switch oh, out, or oat milk, or anything yes. that's different. Oat milk's not dairy, right? I don't know. Oat milk. We'll do a fact check. We'll do that. But I don't, do think is, but yeah, I don't think so. Different milk options. That's an easy switch. Well,
0: it's, oat milk is in right now, so I would have to say it probably is not dairy. Oat milk is probably like right. the thing. I keep getting emails about oat milk. <laughs> i do like if it's not emails about oat milk.
1: <laughs> just, speaking okay. of la
0: talk i just keep I getting these oat milk emails it's not matcha or pumpkin spice something it's out seriously
1: milk. it's like that's what is the stigma around it everyone's <laughs> doing it but now we know the facts and fad over er, they the fad became factual so whoever has a comment Let them destroy the earth. We're not.
0: (laughs) We're not going to be a part of that. But yes, we would love to know your comments and your thoughts on today. What do you feel about meat and dairy? And are you willing to change your diet and have one plant-based meal a day? I mean, gosh, I'd say Oprah, um, Susie, James, Cameron, and we are doing our job if this information touched you and you're willing to do it for at least a week. Just try. Just something. So. That's our duty for the day. I feel like I did something good. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as you know, you can catch us here same time, same place. So see you next Monday at 6. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. And I can be found on Instagram at
1: Jamie Alexander. And I'm Haley J. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at Hey J H A Y J underscore. We'll see you next Monday for another Super Soul Sit Down. Bye. <laughs>